Hello and welcome back to the Miracle Minded Podcast. I am Nicole Sylvester and it is my mission in life to help people just like you remember your divinity. And truly that's remembering your innate infinite power and also waking up to that internal guidance system that wants you to win, that wants you to be healthy, that wants you to be happy, that wants you to be abundant. And today's episode is about that. I'm going to share some personal experiences that have transpired over the last six months of my life. And who knows, maybe something will come up from times longer than that ago. But the intention of this is to give you a little update on some things, but also let you know that we are all in a space of discovery. Not only are we in a space of discovery, but we are all on one-of-a-kind paths. We all have not started at the same place, and we all are not headed to the same place. While there can be similarities in what we do or what we would love to experience or the places we live or the places we visit and the people that we're friends with and so on and so on, at the end of the day, at the absolute truth is we're here to be a one-of-a-kind unique expression on this planet. And in that path, there are going to be many times where there is feedback given to you. So this this session that we're having today, this podcast episode <laughs> that we're dropping in on together is really about listening to life's feedback. It's always there. The first thing that inspired me to make this episode was the idea that failure is feedback. That is not really failure. That is just feedback. It's something that tells us adjust course, pay attention, ask a new question, lean in and explore what's really here for you. There's so much information there. And this past year, I have had quite a few fails, things that I felt compelled to do, called to do, invested maybe thousands of dollars in it, and it just didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And that's okay. That I adjust my course, I make a new plan, I listen in, I ask for guidance, I do something different. And the guidance always comes, the new way always emerges, and you find out later on like, oh yeah, that's not. That's why this wasn't supposed to work that way. So I'm going to share some of them with you, and at the same time as I'm sharing, it's a life updates, okay? And you know, I feel like it's important for my community to hear this because I want you to know that you're going to have quote unquote failures, fails, falls, things not going accordingly, things that make you feel like what is even happening here. These big what the fuck kind of moments. (laughs) Um, It's just something that life is telling us. It's something that we get to watch. It's something that we get to explore. That's it. But if we're not careful you can make it mean that a thing is not for you, that success is not for you, that being whatever it is that you envision in your mind's eye, that gift, that that vision that you have from the divine, you could say, nope, it's not for me. I'm shutting up shop and I'm moving in a different direction because it didn't work. This was hard. And we have to have that discernment to be able to feel like, am I being called to adjust course here? Am I being called to go in a new direction? And this is where you really have to have, to me, the spiritual stamina and the willingness to trust your soul because your ego is not going to like it. Your ego doesn't like to be wrong. Your ego doesn't like to feel like, I don't know everything. Your ego doesn't like to feel like, I just didn't figure it out. Or, you know, your ego wants to be superior. Your ego wants to be right. And what my teacher would always say is a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. And if you think about that, that's exactly what happens in these fail, aka feedback moments. So take them, explore them, acknowledge them, and know that there's wisdom being born there. And it's part of what is going to make you really great at whatever it is that you're meant to do if you stay the course. But you got to stay the course because the wisdom is in the challenge. The wisdom comes from 
those moments of things not going the way that it was meant to go. If everything was a win, 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 and everything happened as fast as you wanted it to happen, you wouldn't be the like the wise person that you truly could be you wouldn't have the discernment you wouldn't know the distinctions you wouldn't have that level of awareness because you wouldn't have to i can think of so many challenging times and and hard times that brought me the wisdom cultivated me given me the strength the wherewithal the stamina and the resilience to be the the teacher the woman the mother the friend that i am today it's all for us. So let's jump in, shall we? This should be a, a juicy uh, episode because there's a lot of shares. So the first thing that I want to share is that, as many of you knew, I rewrote my book, my memoir, O Shift. I rewrote it in, I don't know, it was like last February, I started getting a little nudge that I need to rewrite it that I want to dig back in and then in March I remember because I was in Miami visiting my friend I saw one of my old mentors down there and I was just playing with the idea and all signs were pointing to rewrite it why not and I have some people in my mind that are inspirations of mine that have rewritten their books that changed the title that changed the contents and um you know it just it worked for them and in my mind in my heart I was like I want to make this book better. It needs to be better. It's just, you know, there were just some things that were kind of poking at me and I wanted to be with it. Well, I did that. I invested, I want to say like thirty-five dollars to $4,000, $3,500 to $4,000. I rewrote the book. I actually really love the new cover, the new title, all the things. I did it, but let me tell you, it was... A flop. <laughs> when I say that it was a flop, there's a few things here. When I wrote my first book, I was lit up. I was so charged by it. I mean, there was like nothing stopping me, right? I was, I was living and breathing, getting that book to life. And um, I'm laughing because I remember that version of me. And I'm so proud of her. I'm so thankful for her. But she was freaking obsessed. I would go to the coffee shop every single day and I would just write and write and write. Even when I didn't want to write, I sat my ass down, I ordered a coffee or a matcha latte and I just was present with it. I invested money that I did not have. You know, I remember my first book, uh, book coach, book editor, which also turned out to be a fail, a redirection, feedback. She was not who she said she was. She was a great marketer. She had beautiful photos with like Louboutins and cupcakes. And that really spoke to the Taurus and me that loves that stuff. <laughs> and I hired her, but she didn't know how to edit for anything. So um, I just, and she was $2,000 a month. This was my point. And my rent at the time, I think was $1,600 a month. And I was struggling to pay that. But I just had this belief that this was meant for me and I had to get better and I needed to do it. And I'll tell you this, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like you got to follow those things and everything worked out. The money showed up. I mean, there were some sweaty palm moments for sure, but I figured the things out and um, it was part of my quantum leap, one of my quantum leap years. So anyway, when I wrote that first book, I was so activated, so energized. Like I was doing full on launch things with it. I mean, I gave away a trip to my, uh, a spot to my Bali retreat at the time. Um, This was back in 2018. I was flying myself to Hawaii for my birthday of solo trip. It was, it was amazing. I had a lot of speaking engagements. Like I was in an epic spring season And when that book came out, it was so easy for me to get reviews. It was so easy for me to get people to buy it. My royalties were $2,000 the first month, which was great for a self-published book from someone that just came out of the blue with a brand, you know, 18 months ago. So I was so proud of it. It was such a success. And um, over the years, I had just kind of gotten in my head about it could be better. It should be better. I, you know, all these things. And then last year, 
2023 particularly, I really felt the pull that there should be, it should just be better. And I'll tell you that I went in there and I rewrote the book. And that process was not for my readers. It turned out to be for me. (laughs) It turned out to be for me. And when I give you the next life update, you're going to be like, whoa, (laughs) holy shit. Okay. It all, it all syncs up in a really mysterious, interesting way. So that book, I was called to be present with it and to look at it. And it was a way of me revisiting that version of me that wrote that book. The, the me that was 2018 me. I'll tell you, we are very, we've evolved, right? But I'm so proud of her. I love her so much. And I'm just so grateful for how she showed up and what she did and what she was willing to surrender to and to create and bring forth in the world because it was not easy. So do I think that it could have been better? Yes, with this wisdom of 2024 me and 2028 me rocked it. Like she did the damn thing. And, you know, the reviews speak for themselves. Like, yeah, maybe it could have been better. But I self-published that, babe. And not only that, I I have people that are like, I can't put this freaking book down. <laughs> so whether it could have been edited better or, you know, written better, I did my best. And that is the version that is meant to stand in eternity. <laughs> So I'll tell you what happened. So I put the book out and let me tell you, it was challenge after challenge after challenge. And not only that, it wasn't flowing. It wasn't flowing. Now, here's the deal. I am stubborn and I am also a three line, if you know that, in Gene Keys and human design. So I'm meant to bump up against my lessons. If any of you have a three, hello, I get it. I know you. I see you. My daughter is a one three. So that's why I have to let her learn her lessons. Even if I want to be like, Hey, don't you see this? So this is really good to know when you have, you know, clients and things like that. Like if you have a three and I have a lot of threes in my world, I just get it. You know, we're, we're soul sisters. (laughs) You're going to learn your lessons the hard way, but it's how you get your wisdom. And in my gene keys, I'm a generator three, five. And that five is that I'm meant to be a voice, a teacher, a leader. And I get a lot of my lessons like this podcast episode through my fails, my feedback, my challenges, my initiation. So here we are. So there were so many challenges along the way. Um, not so much in like paying for it, not so much in finding the right person to help with it. Um, that kind of that kind of happened quickly and that was fine but it was more so when it came to publishing it so it was like life supported me getting in there rewriting it being with the story again that was all supported because that was truly for me and it really did it was like closing of a cycle in a way and for anyone that's not familiar with the editing process so that you understand it's not like just reading a book again it's like really breaking it down and refeeling and asking how could this be better what do i need to remember from this how could i make it more of a clearly articulate articulated experience and that's what i need to do and in doing that there were so many challenges like just even going through some of the abuse um sharing about the the drug dealing parts i was like oh my god cringe like do I really want this to be so detailed? Like, this is embarrassing. (laughs) You know, like, it was like, that 2018 version of me didn't care. She was like, we're putting out all of the shadows. We're putting out all the skeletons. We're putting it out there because someone needs this medicine. And when it got to the, the murder part, where there was a murder, I mean, I couldn't sleep for two days. I was, I was effed up about that. I was just like, do I really want to put this out there? Like this, is this my story to tell? Like it was hard. And I learned a lot about myself there too, because it was like, okay, that isn't my story. I wasn't there for that. But the part of me having survivor guilt, that was mine. The part of me learning to overcome abusive relationships and violent relationships and loving violent men and this, this tragic loss of this woman's life that I never have known I've never will know but has deeply impacted my life was a part of my story and I had it was like a 
it was a coming back into acknowledgement and, and seeing it from a different perspective as this wiser version of me that has done so much work on myself that has done so much like it's it's been tremendous so it was a big deal so I was supported in that but when it came time to publish this thing it was just like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock and when we have that experience which is something you're going to hear with one of my updates we have to pause even someone like me, a hard-headed, stubborn three-line, has to pause. <laughs> and when you want to talk about stubborn, I'm a Taurus sun and an Aries Venus, okay? I am stubborn. And sometimes it really serves me with the resilience and the perseverance. But it's also like what I've learned, one of my greatest lessons of 2023 has been pause, pause, pause. There's power in the pause. And, you know, these are things I already teach. These are things that I already already have learned, but there's just a deepening as we grow and get wiser. So this, these challenges happened, but I was still publishing the book. I put so much effort into it. I have shared it. I said I was doing this. This is what I'm doing. We are going for it and it's going to be great. Put the book out and I am already feeling like I don't have the energy, the big energy backing it for doing a full on launch. But in my mind, I'm like, I have the greatest community. My community shows up for things. My community supports me. My community is going to back this. And that's even including my friends, right? I put this book out and I have loyal readers. I have people that still talk to me about my book from when it first came out. Like that book changed my life. There's people that still tag me on Facebook when somebody's like, what's a book? Should I, what kind of memoir? There's like a juicy can't put it down book and people will tag me. Um, one of my clients, Ruby, she just tagged me a couple days ago in one of these things. So I'm thinking my people are going to, to get the book and we're going to get reviews and it's going to be great. But after all the delays and, and annoyances that happened, getting the book out, which I've already talked about in previous podcast episodes, there were no one that was really buying this book. I mean, it was like maybe 10 people total bought this book and this is me after even asking my inner circle of friends that are like, my ride or dies, if I need anything, they they come through. These are people that are always there. <laughs> and I asked them and it was like, I still didn't get reviews. So this was the funny thing. So it had been out for a few weeks and I had one review, shout out to Jalen because she left a review and this is one of my like clients and someone in my community. She left a review. And then I saw, I was like, there's one review. I don't see myself promoting this book, like big time promoting it. I'm not interested. Like on a soul level, I've done my part. I feel called into new directions. I don't want to back this. I don't want to have big conversations about this. Like I'm not feeling that. So that's one thing to pay attention to. Then comes um, one of my friends. And former clients and, you know, someone that's in my world in all the ways. In fact, this woman uh, actually threw a party for me. It was my 36th birthday that we did like a birthday slash book release. It was epic. It was really epic. Um, and she writes me and goes, I'm just about to leave a review for your book. Now, here's the interesting thing. It was November 13th. I remember this date. It was a new moon. And I was, you know, doing my, my practices and my rituals of like, you know, getting clear, asking for the next best step. And this was a big energetic shift in my energy and just a lot happened. So on this November 13th, I get this clear, clear as day guidance that comes through. It's around midnight. I'm in my bedroom. The red light is on and a guidance comes through and I, I don't know that it was necessarily audible. It was a feeling and a knowing that essentially said your podcast and your book are a solid brand. Leave them be. And I knew it wasn't leave them be as evolving and setting myself free. The things that I decided to shake them up and change them into, but it was miracle minded and no shift. And it was interesting because at that time, 
I was feeling into like, maybe I shouldn't have changed the book because I don't have the interest, the energy backing, the the desire to get that book to being at 160 reviews, 160 very strong reviews that, that my old book has. I don't have the interest. We have to back things. We have to have a desire for it to be really successful for it to work for it to be you know whatever and the same thing that was happening with my podcast but no one really knew except my closest friends that I kind of just shared it with them like you know I'm kind of feeling this but I just started praying on it and with the podcast which you all knew about much sooner um, a few months ago was the evolving situation I just wasn't feeling it the same I didn't feel called to keep doing interviews. That's not to say that I'll never do interviews again. In fact, I have two interviews in my Dropbox that I do need to bring on and share with you soon. Um, But I just, as you can see now, I've been just sharing podcast, 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 because I have messages that are coming through and I really like sharing here. So we get to do it our way. But I have a history of changing things and shape-shifting them and and trying new things on. And that's part of my design, right? And some of them, it's going to be epic. It's going to stay. It's going to stick. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened. And some of them, it's going to be like, kind of like it better the way it was. But I will tell you, I wasn't prepared to change either of them. I was just sitting in the energy, watching it, becoming aware. And then on that day, that evening, that new moon, November 13th, I saw it clear and it was almost like the strategic clarity of like, this is the way it is. So right away within 24 hours, here's the funny thing. Leisha Fox, which if you don't know her, you should, but she posts my book and the cover is setting myself free and tags me. And instantly, internally, even though I had not made my decision to necessarily follow that guidance yet, I was letting it steep. I saw that post and I just felt like that's not it. No. (laughs) So I write her and I say, you're never going to believe this, but I have clarity on this and I'm changing the book back. I'm leaving it. So I appreciate you, but can you delete it? And she was like, that's so funny because ever since you asked me to leave a review, I have thought about it and thought about it. And today, finally, I was like, I have to. Because here's the thing. Like I said, I have some ride or die people in my world. And they just, they support me. They back me. Like, you know, um, Alicia, she's been on my Peru retreat, my Bali retreat. She, she had one of her clients sign up for my Bali retreat. Like these are people that if I'm like, Hey, can you support and leave a review? I want to get the reviews building. They do it and I would do it for them. But when all of those people don't even do it, it's just like you pay attention because life is working through all of us on behalf of, you know, our individual self and the fullness of all of us. So it's just, we have to pay attention So I just found it all very humorous, comical, and like, oh, of course, by this stage of the game. And I went on to Amazon and as easily as I unpublished my book, as as not easily as I uploaded the other book, I just unclicked all the things and just reloaded O-Shift. So the book... My memoir is still O-Shift. And here's the funny thing I want you to know. In the podcast, I I changed as well. Um, What I wanted you to know about this was that A, it's okay to change your mind. Like this is your life, your creations, your business. You get to be as non-traditional, as creative, as explorative as you want to be and when the podcast wasn't feeling like home to me and I was thinking about changing it I did think about changing it to Nicole Sylvester I did think about all these things but Miracle Minded just felt like home to me it just felt right and I did think of like oh my gosh people are gonna be like this woman changing her things again like but at the end of the day I'm gonna change what I want to change because I never want to live because of someone else's thoughts or feelings there's 
so many people, I have no interest in living how they live, making decisions how they make, and choosing where they choose from. I would be struggling. I would be shriveling up and dying living in their lives and their boxes and the way that they choose to live. But they thrive there. And for me, I got to live at my one-of-a-kind pace, move to the beat of my one-of-a-kind drum, and like that's who I am, and that's freedom. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to bump up against these things, especially when we're creating and putting ourselves out there. And I will say this. This is why so many people are scared to put themselves out there because they're like, what if I don't like it? What if it's wrong? What if other people don't like it? Guess what? There's going to be people that don't like it. There's going to be people that do like it. There's going to be people that freaking love you and idolize you. Then there's going to be people that like want to trash talk you. That is life, my friend. Get used to it. And don't abandon yourself in the process. Show up for your things. We are here to create, so don't let any of this get in your way. It's part of being fully expressed. So let's just talk about some of the strategic pieces here for all my entrepreneurs out there. The funny thing is, after I after I changed these things back, and I was just back to, you know, miracle-minded, but with so much more gratitude and appreciation and love for the brand and the container of it, and then my book was back to O'Shift, I was pulling out Christmas decorations. And in this one cabinet, there were so many uh, books of mine, like O'Shift, I have them for events, and sometimes I'll gift them to people. There were so many. And there were also workbooks, my Manifest Your 10,000 Month Workbook. And I was like, wow, the workbook has the branding on lock. Now, this is what I mean by that. When I wrote my first book, I was a newbie. I didn't know. I was just doing what I knew how to do my best. And that was that. And it did well. In my workbook, I clearly highlighted my brand. Right on the cover, it says host of Miracle-Minded Podcast. So it just made sense that all of these things stay as they are. But in that season of deep confrontation i mean i was confronting really old patterns old things have come up to heal old information was coming up to be integrated old aspects of me i mean i was in a really deep healing place underworld and the healing needed to take place and i was meant to meet myself deeply and acknowledge parts of myself that i had not acknowledged in that way before and that was part of me writing the book and that was okay. So it all, it was feedback and all, it turned out to be successful <laughs> in the sense that I learned so much about myself. There was so much that was revealed, discernment and distinctions, that there was success there. Did it cost me a few thousand dollars? Yes. Did I go on this whole ride of, you know, putting time and energy into this thing? Yes. But I learned so much and I, I don't regret it. So in the end, it was a success, but it appeared to be a failure along the way. So that's number one. That's the first thing I wanted to share with you. So that one I wanted to share because that one I feel like in the world of business, in the world of online onlookers, that would be an easy one to right off the cuff say that was a fail, right? But it was all feedback. And I hope that you really could gather the feedback that I gained from that and the wisdom and the feedback that was there along the way right? That's how we gain that discernment. So the next one I don't see as a fail, but I see it as a a place and experience where I really noticed life's feedback in a big, loud way. And it really got me like, I'm going to pulse, I'm going to listen, but you'll see what it took for me to get there. And I am having fun sharing these things with you. I'm literally on my sofa. I have my coffee here, my water here. And I just feel like this is this is a fun conversation. And it's funny. <laughs> you got to find humor in some of this stuff. So here's the situation. I was living in Austin. For those of you that don't know, I went to Austin for six months. It may have been seven months, but I essentially had this really strong pull to get the hell out of L.A., Now, I love LA, and especially where I live when I'm in LA. I tend to live in the marina by the beach. It is a good vibe overall. And LA is very different since the pandemic, but still 
it has a special place in my heart. And not only that, when it comes to astrology, my moon line runs right through there. So for those of you that know, you know. It just, it's a place that I'm drawn to. It feels like home. And I had moved to Austin for this period and I, I promised my daughter because she was coming with me. At first she was going to stay in LA and live with friends, but um, my daughter's 18 for those of you that don't realize that. She was deciding to come with me to Austin. She comes to Austin and we're like, we're going to be here for six months. I'm in a healing cocoon. I need space. I need like woods behind me. I need less traffic. And this time in Austin became an interesting time for me. It was very different than my first time in Austin, where my first time in Austin, all I did was travel. It was kind of like my home base. Um, I explored restaurants and, and all these things, but I really didn't get into the nature aspect. But really what 2023 was about for me was really grounding in this version of me that was new in a sense that loved to cook, that loved to be slow, that enjoyed quiet mornings at home, not necessarily always rushing out to a coffee shop, which is what I did for many, many years. It was also this version of me that was safe enough in my body to go out and go on hikes and trails by myself, which was huge for me because this was not something that I ever felt safe doing. And really, I I wouldn't say that I had a huge even interest in it. It wasn't like I was necessarily called to do it, but I was developing a new relationship and connection to nature in a way that I had not before. So it was really beautiful. So in Austin, I was really able to cultivate that in a beautiful way, and it became a, a big way of life for me. And when my lease was coming up to end, it was a short-term lease, as I said, they wanted to raise my rent by $1,000 unless I signed a 12 or 13-month lease, and I just wasn't doing it. I knew that I didn't want to stay in Austin that long. Uh, Austin is not the place that I know that I'm meant to live, but I was down to go feel it out and see why I was drawn there for that period, and it was perfect for me. I mean, I was I was there to reconnect with some of my healers and support team for my body, my energy, and to really cultivate that side of me. The other thing was that I learned another lesson that I learned in Austin, which could be a whole other thing. It could be a part of my book. It could be a whole other podcast. It was really the part of me that decides, like, who do I want to let into my life? Not like, I need to be let into your life. Like, you know, I really learned what I desire in friendships, what I desire in people that are close to me, it was like a really big thing about relationships. And I feel like I closed the circle from the first time I was there to the second time, which felt like wisdom. And it felt like this clarity of who I am and really staying in my lane and really loving my lane and loving who I am in a new way. So when it was time to leave, I considered going to Miami. And I, to be honest, I really wanted to go to Miami. Like Chanel did not want to go to Miami. I even... My friend and I, like my friend invited her to go dog sit and she went down and dog sat. She stayed at her beautiful apartment. For those of you that know my friend Susie or follow her, she stayed at her beautiful apartment. She was living her best life dog sitting there. One of my other friends that lives in Miami invited her to dinner and she had the best time with Chanel and she was basically telling her how great it could be to live in Miami. But Chanel was still like, no, I want to go back to LA with my friends. And, and that makes so much sense, right? So we go back to LA everything getting to LA was hard. It was just like the book. (laughs) Everything was hard. And when I say everything was hard, nothing worked out. The financial aspect of it, like things were happening unexpected. That was just like, oh, like it was supposed to be a $500 deposit to move in. And it was ended up being a $4,700 deposit. So that was just like, "Mm," you know, I didn't expect that. I don't like that, but fine, I'll do it. Moved into the place. I did something that I never have done before and I have moved so much. Y'all know me. I'm gypsy spirit. I love to try things on, move, go where I'm called. And it has really supported me in my life like to the point where the reason why I got to spend time with my mom and heal our relationship was because I followed one of these calls to move back to Pennsylvania randomly when I was in Bali leading my first retreat I get this pull this ping and I acted on it right away and I'm so glad I did because it gave me the opportunity 
to spend two months with my mom before she died unexpectedly. So these things, they work for us. And I even have chills on my scalp and my legs as I share that with you. So I trust, I have a really like, I'm going to follow where you lead spirit, but sometimes it's not so that you look like you know it all on the other end or that like your ego gets that win at the end. Sometimes it's just truly for your soul. <laughs> so I hire these movers and I'm thinking, I'm going to do this because it's going to be the easiest move I've ever had. This is going to be spacious. It's going to be relaxing. I did my research. I called these different movers. I did all the things. I find this moving company and I'm going to say who they are right now. So I would say don't hire them for long distance movers. Triple seven is the name. I would not hire them for long distance move. But here's the thing that I learned. Their local company is really great, really high services, but they ended up brokering out my furniture and they were just getting into the business of long distance moves. But when I heard of them, they gave me a great price, a great quote. I was like, all right, this sounds great. And I went to research Yelp reviews and all the things and they had impeccable reviews. So it just made so much sense. But let me tell you, when they delivered my furniture, it was a nightmare. Some of you saw it on Instagram. <laughs> I shared it on my Instagram stories. I had never experienced such a thing, okay? They brought my furniture up. When I, they left my home in Austin, everything was wrapped up in plastic and blankets. I mean, it was perfect. When they brought it upstairs, I went downstairs because I have a white linen bed. And what I saw from my balcony is that there was nothing on my white linen headboard. It was just leaning up against the asphalt and the truck. This was my first red flag. I go downstairs and I'm like, what is going on here? This should be wrapped. <laughs> like, let's pull it together. But I had no idea that they were about to bring up my furniture. And no joke, about 70% of the furniture was completely destroyed or broken. My Vitamix even, like things that were in boxes were completely destroyed. Um, my daughter had a mirrored, she had a mirrored like bedroom set and three out of the four items cracked, shattered, completely destroyed legs off of them. I mean, it was like I was being pranked. It was, it was shocking. It was comical. It was like, what on earth is happening? And these people were cash only upon delivery. So I had just handed them $3,900 in cash. This is the other thing I meant to tell you. It went from being a $2,000 move to a $4,100 move. It was insane how all of these things happen. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but let's just say that was strike one. But hey, things happen, right? So that happened. And then the next thing that happened was, you know, and these are just life happening. So I'm just thinking it's just, it's just things, it's life. And maybe life is sending a signal like, let's stay here stop moving. We're going to make it less easy for you to move so that maybe you don't move as often when you just are on a whim wanting to go answer a call. So I just, you know, I went through the process. It was a whole thing with that, that company. They never gave me the money for all the things. They gave me $700, which maybe covers my daughter's dresser, not all the other items, but hey, um, moving on. Then what happened was my dog was having this what turned into a bug bite turned into this bloody hanging like egg size tumor off of her leg and it was just like surgeries medications um getting multiple biopsies there were all these things and it was just financially it was just taking a toll on me because I was not working the way that I was working and I didn't have the capacity to work. I didn't have the capacity to do one-on-one -on -one like I used to. I didn't have the capacity to do a mastermind like I was. So last year at this time, this was like in June, July, I was still very much in my cocoon and I was very much in the underworld. And it doesn't mean that I wasn't still working at some to some degree because I was and I enjoyed it and there were beautiful things that were happening, but I didn't have the capacity. I was probably operating at about 50 to 60% capacity. And it was interesting because even though I was on this healing, nourishing, slow down journey in Austin, there was something about coming back to LA 
that really triggered me to start releasing and being present with like deep forgiveness work. Um, a lot of crying. I mean, I had a lot of crying. I had a, a big forgiveness week that happened where I was just like journaling everything that I forgive myself for, journaling everything I need to release. And these are things that I've done before, but like there was something about it that was really activated, really alive when I was in LA. And it was it was important. It was big. So I was in that space and I was just like, I don't have the capacity. I'm not meant to be in my fullest expression of coaching and working and selling and marketing right now. There was something that was deeper, something that was more powerful and important that needed to happen. And to me, it felt like a generational cellular down to my DNA, like purging of information. I'm sure I'll share some of these lessons that came through later. And it's not for nothing. It's just that I don't feel like it's it's a lesson that needs to be shared right now. Um, I feel like it's more of a story than anything than, hey, this is really going to help you because it's really, it was about me. This thing that I'm sharing right now, I want to share with you because I feel like some of you may be going through a hard time and the hard time is literally trying to get your attention. The hard time is literally trying to wake you up. And I want to share this with you because some of you, maybe like triple Taurus, <laughs> or some of you may be like, you know, so in the mindset of never give up, never give up, never give up. And you don't understand that it's not giving up. It's not failing. It's actually giving in and allowing yourself to be led by spirit, allowing yourself to be led by infinite intelligence. And I personally just haven't been through one of these periods in so many years. The last time that I was in one of these periods where I felt like I wouldn't give up, and I didn't want to give in and I didn't let myself be led like I could was years ago when I was letting go of my financial business, um, financial services career. But I was so used to winning. I was so used to everything going my way. That sounds kind of funny, right? (laughs) But I'm going to be honest with you. I was so used to everything going my way and me just winning, 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 that when things weren't going my way, I'm like, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to will my way into winning. I'm going to make it happen. And I'd gotten into that space unconsciously with manifestation because that's that's what I knew. And hey, it worked. But here's the thing about manifestation. It's a co-creation process. And we are co-creating with this intelligence. And when we're co-creating in alignment with our highest good, things will really flow for us. And when we're not, it will be wobbly as hell. It'll be loud as hell. And when there's a lesson that we refuse to learn, it eventually is going to find its way to us one way or another. So why not submit? Why not be led? Why not ask? And for some of us, if you're like me, you got to learn this way. And this is how we learn here in earth school. So It's always easy to see in hindsight. It's always easy to see in hindsight. And even it's easy to see other people's paths. Someone might listen to this and be like, oh my God, I would have got that right then and there. No, you wouldn't have. (laughs) No, you wouldn't have because you're not, number one, you didn't go on the path. Number two, it's not your lesson to learn. You have your own thing. So we have to just pay attention to what's happening on our path. And we're here to learn unique curriculum in our one-of-a-kind earth school journey. So there's that. So back to what I was saying. This time, everything was feeling hard as hell. Yet at the same time, I was trying to click my old life back into place in a sense. You know, Chanel was living her life, hanging out with friends, doing her thing. And I was trying to get back to my old life. And it wasn't something I was consciously doing. It was just something I noticed myself doing really quickly. I was like, I'm thinking here I am back in this place where I always thrive, where I always feel my best, where I always move fast, where I always create a lot. And I'm expecting that of myself. And I want it to happen now. I want it to click it back into place. And what I was not realizing was that wasn't meant to be my journey at that time and space this past summer. So here's where everything changed. Number one, I'll say this. We got Cleo's leg situated. The the mask came off. We finished all the things and she's been doing really well. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But I ended up getting hit by a bicyclist. Yes, 
a bicyclist. And here's the interesting thing. I had stopped to wave thank you to EMTs that were driving an ambulance that had stopped to let me go. I was in a parking lot. If any of you are familiar with Marina Del Rey, (laughs) there's a parking lot that I have been forever. And in, in fact, my mailbox has been there for many years. And I'm in this parking lot. There's a Starbucks. It's the one with Sephora and all the things. And I stop and I remember waving happily like, thank you for letting me cross. And boom, this woman hits me with her bike on my left side. And I just thought it was interesting. It was my left side. It's my feminine side. And it was scary. Like it, it, it hurt me. I had bruises on my hand. I had a bruise on my abdomen. Um, I was overall okay. But soon as that happened, I fucking knew. And here's what I knew. Here's what came through. I remember something that Abraham always says, for those of you that listen to Abraham Hicks, paraphrasing here, that first your resistance will feel like a a whisper, a little, a little nudge, a little tap on the shoulder, and then physical things will hit you like a bus (laughs) or truck. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad it was not a bus or truck. But let me tell you, when that bicyclist hit me, I fucking knew it. I knew it. Every part of me knew you're not listening. There's something that you're not willing to accept as truth. So I went into Starbucks. I was super like frazzled. My nervous system had just felt very, you know, vulnerable, attacked. Chanel got her matcha and I was like, we need to just go home. I forget where we were supposed to go, but we were supposed to go somewhere. I forget. But I just, we turned around. We went right home. This was mid-August that this happened, by the way. So... I go home, I go into my room, I'm having quiet time, and I'm just praying and speaking to the highest parts of me. I'm talking to God, and I'm just like, look, I am willing to do whatever it is that I know that I must do. Guide me. I let go. I am not forcing. I have released all pushing. I am open to the greater plan. Show me what I am meant to do. And it became very, very freaking clear that I needed to stop trying to force my life in Marina Del Rey in that season. The guidance that came through when I completely let go of my ego, when I completely let go of my plan, when I completely let go of Chanel's preferences, and with my heart open and my guard down and being fully available to wherever I would be guided to trust it, to follow it, and to really have the discernment of how I'd forced so many hard things and learned those brilliant lessons about myself that in that openness, in that softness, guidance emerged that I would have never expected. And that was Las Vegas. Now, for those of you that know, I had lived in Las Vegas. It was the most tumultuous, wild. Also, I will say lots of fun times. Let's not, let's not shortcut that part and also my greatest gift happened to me in las vegas which is my daughter was born and i have a relationship with las vegas that is like 48 hours max and in fact when chanel and i were driving from austin to los angeles we stopped in vegas and i didn't have my driver's license at the time um i forget why i lost it or something but People were giving me a hard time, like with my passport. And it's because there's so many scammers in Vegas. And I was just so icked by it. I felt so bothered by it. Having this happen at two hotels that we like to stay at. I just decided to leave. Like I was just like, let's get the hell out of Las Vegas. We stopped at In-N-Out and we just kept driving. Las Vegas was the last thing on my mind. It was the last thing on my heart. It was in nowhere, in no shape, in no plan, a place that I'd ever planned to go back to, to live for any damn reason. Never. But I got this guidance and this came through mid to late August. So knowing how open I was, hand bruised, abdomen bruised, I had seen <laughs> I had seen how my resistance was coming to show up for me, so I was ready. Chanel and I drove with the dogs to Vegas and we did a weekend. And let me tell you, when I came out there, I wasn't on the strip. I was in a different area and it's funny, it's an area that I'm like pretty much always pulled to, but um being close to the mountains having so much space for those of you that don't live in LA, you're not familiar with LA or Vegas for that matter. 
the difference of like just getting in your car and running to Whole Foods, the spaciousness on the road, everything is new where I live. So everything is like brand new roads. Things are spacious. Space is something my heart desires in this season. So it was interesting because we got here and right away it felt right. It wasn't what my ego would have thought. In fact, my ego is like, wait, how on earth? Why on earth? What the freak is happening? But my soul, that intuition is a feeling that when you're connected to it, you just know it. There's a spaciousness about it. There's a peacefulness to it. So I was ready. I knew that it was time to follow this nudge, to trust this feeling, and to go forward. And within a week, we were moved. It's like I had the help of my friend, Annabelle came, helped me move. Um, Or not helped me move, but helped me pack. And we had takeout. And it was just like a really beautiful closing of that little chapter that I had there in Marina Del Rey. And I had got a U-Haul. Everything worked out. I had movers. Like everything became easy because it was aligned everything moved in this like almost effortless ease fashion everything we were moved into our place i think it was august 31st and right away it just felt like this feels right it was insane and here's the crazy thing i mean my apartment even though i you know it was a short-term situation i had unexpected money that came from them like after I moved here there was a check that came in the mail and I was like oh my god I didn't even know you guys owed me this like there was these ways that life was just like you are on the right path this is for you and it was weird but soon as I got to Vegas um, it was interesting because I did have these feelings of like okay is this going to be uncomfortable for me knowing that I have so much history that is not ideal in Vegas. Like what will it be like being back there and not just going there for the weekend, but really being there, having it be home in the moment. But let me tell you, it has felt so good. And it's so interesting because I do feel like there's some sort of mysterious connection between being called to rewrite the book, to revisit and to make peace with those aspects of me, those versions of me. It's an integration And then also being called to come back to Vegas. And the funny thing is with Vegas, it's like I'm living in Vegas in a way that my 20, 22-year-old, my 26-year-old, my 27-year-old self could have never. Because she didn't know how. It wasn't even in her attractor field. So now I live 12 minutes from a big national park and I go hiking. I go hiking by myself. I go hiking with my dog. Sometimes I get Chanel to go if I bribe her with getting Dutch Brothers or Starbucks along the way. But this spaciousness, there's something about this stage in my life that my soul is just craving different things. And having the quiet, living more privately, it has given me the space to make decisions from a different place and just to to be different. And there are some memories, of course, from 15 years ago when all those things happen and the house that I bought. And it's funny, like I don't have the same charge around it. So that has been really healing to see too. I have had several instances where I'm driving by um, the community where my house, where that murder took place and you know all of those memories and I just don't feel the same charge. And I can just feel that there's a healing that has take, t- taken place and that there's movement that has been made. And I'm really happy about that and I'm proud of it. And another thing was moving out here and only telling my inner circle. You know, when I say my inner circle, I have like five close friends that I text with, I voice note with, they know everything. I am there for them. And, you know, it's just your inner circle. No one but them knew. And for a while, I didn't even share anything. (laughs) Like I didn't even share anything in Instagram stories. And it felt so good. It felt like this rebellious this version of me that I I didn't really play in for a while because I had just become so accustomed to sharing everything and almost to a point where I felt like I had to, like I have to share. And then it just was something I wanted to play with because can you imagine for eight years just feeling like you have to share everything as it's happening for whatever reason? It, It was natural for me to share and it was a desire that I had to share for a long time. And even now I am 
I can feel that energy coming back where I'm more facing forward. I want to do more lives. I'm doing more podcasts, but we are, we are multidimensional beings. And I want to share this with you too, that we get to change. Not only do we get to change, but we get to change how we do things. So we get to try new things on. We get to try on new characters and new roles. And in my life, it has gotten to the point where there's so many people that just expect to know what's going on with my world. And even when I moved to LA, I moved to LA and I shared it and I shared photos and people started putting things together and people knew where I live and people would be like, I'm, do you want to get coffee or what are you doing? You're back in LA. Like, let's get together. And it was a little overwhelming for me. I'm not going to like lie about that. It's, it was overwhelming. And it just felt good for people to not know where I was. And I still had people in LA like, Hey, you want to get together? But I was like, I'm out of town right now. (laughs) Like, because they're not my inner circle. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like, I needed that space to really be full on in the cocoon and only in that full on cocoon, full on surrender, full on letting go did the real true energy of like, I'm back, started to show up and emerge. And really that spring energy started to come through right after that November 13th shift, that thing that happened. So yeah, there's been a lot that's been happening. Um, Do I feel like I'll be in Vegas forever? Honestly, no, but who the fuck knows? (laughs) Like, I don't know what life has in store for me here. I'm expecting and deciding that it's going to be beautiful. I'm expecting and deciding that it's going to be magnificent. My heart's open and I'm just allowing life to lead me in really beautiful ways. We're going to Bali, as a lot of you know. And um, there's things that also didn't work in my business like I would have liked it to work. There's things that I tried on and there's things that I wanted to give a go. And... I'm playing with it. I feel like I have been prepared for a new season of spring and there's going to be new blossoms, new ways of serving that are always going to be the true essence of who I am because that doesn't change. But I feel like life has been working on me. God has been working on me and I'm excited for what's to come. I feel a burning desire on my heart to serve and to create and to reach out there and to touch your life in a way that is impactful and we'll see what that manifests as you know i have plans but so does god so i am working in alignment with them and what i'm focusing on on right now is just being my best self leading myself living well and treating myself well so it has been a really really powerful season and i can feel that you know i'm i'm 41 right now i'm going to be 42 in may and i just feel like it's a new era you know my daughter's 18 i don't know how long she'll be living with me or what that looks like if it's a year five years who knows i love her so much i like her living with me but it's a new era i'm not 30 and just having a baby i'm not exclusively run by the desire to go to the Gucci store and buy whatever I want anymore. Although I love a good shopping moment, let's be clear. It's just that there's new desires that are born and there's a new way of leading and impacting and even um, some financial goals and things like that that have shape-shifted for me that create a lot more stability and true wealth building. I'll share some of those with you all soon. But the reality is that we evolve and we change. And I feel like all of these changes have been shape-shifting me to be in alignment, to be of service to the people that I'm meant to serve in this upcoming decade, in this upcoming year, in this upcoming period. One thing I know for sure is that my most beautiful situations, the biggest quantum leaps, the epic breakthroughs, the opportunities that I would have never imagined to come through and you know the breakthroughs and the information and and directions that have come through from my own soul have happened when I let go and I play in the unknown. And that's something that I really know how to hold. I know how to hold the unknown. I know how to walk into that mystery. I know how to be in the mystery. And that's one of my gifts. And I know it freaks people out. And I know people love to judge. You don't know how many women that have reached out to me and have said, you're moving, your way of life has triggered me so bad, but then I realized like I just needed to have more of that. I was dying to get out. I was dying to get out of that relationship. I was dying to get out of the box that I'd put myself in. The one thing about me is that you're gonna know this about me. I will never complain about some shit and be unwilling to change it. 
And I will never be willing to stay stuck and stuck and stuck in suffering and not be willing to fully surrender and make some sort of move. And I don't mean a move in terms of zip code, but it might be, but I just mean to really surrender because I know that life wants us to win. And I know that life wants us to be the fullest expression of us. And I know that our soul wants us to bring forth whatever it is that we're meant to bring forth in this lifetime. And we get to fight up against it. We get to resist it. We get to say, no, I want it to be this way, or it was supposed to be that way, or that's the best it's ever going to be, or I wanted this to work because I put so much time and effort into it, and I told people about it. Or we can just say, all right, life, guide me. I'm fully available. Let's open up to higher and better possibilities. And that, my friends, is the life that I'm about. Now, I will say there was a few more other feedback moments, fails, you know, whatever we want to call it, but I will say, don't let it be a failure. It's a feedback. There were things in my business that I'm like, this is where I want to lead. This is how I want to teach. This is my ultimate way that feels really good to me right now. But I just feel like my community wasn't quite there, wasn't quite ready. It wasn't a match. And therefore, um, because I got the feedback of not enough people being interested or not enough people were like, yes, that really speaks to my soul. That's where I'm at. Then I sit back and I ask like, okay, life, God, use me. I want to be used. I'm here. I know that I have my gifts and my talents. And I I also live by the Course in Miracles lesson. I do not perceive my own best interest. That is one of the key lessons that always stuck with me from studying the course. Because we think we know. But there's always a greater knowing that is willing to emerge when we let go and make space for it. And it will serve us. It will delight us. It will be great for us. It will be perfect for us. But we have to make space and let go of our way. And that's a big thing with this feedback from life. So with some of these things that I put out, I shared, I created, I put work into, I was like, this is so exciting. And then if I'm feeling like, okay, well, there's not enough people that applied or people are not into this or people don't want to, they don't see the value of this. I'm like, okay, that's okay. This might be something that I desire for me. Maybe this is something that comes next year. Maybe this is something that comes three years from now. Maybe this is something I just totally let go of. But how am I being called to serve now? And what is this guiding me towards? Because I believe it's this or better. So when something doesn't work out, it's not like, oh my God, it failed. This is just, you know, I suck or this sucks. It's like, okay, life, what do you want me to know here? How can I be used in a more efficient, better, bigger way? Let me pay attention to that. There's something here for me. And learning to do that lightly. Learning to do that where you just don't let it take you down at all. Learning to do that where you just flow into a bigger stream of well-being, a bigger stream of abundance. So paying attention. Life is guiding you. It doesn't just guide me. It's not just guiding him or her. It's guiding all of us. And we're all equipped with that inner guidance. So let me know. I would love to hear how this episode lands for you. If it reminded you of a time in your life, or maybe it is stopping you right where you're at to notice like, hey, things have been too hard and I've been resisting them. I will tell you, like our ego is a big, big part of this because the ego is so concerned with how you look, how you are perceived. But the thing that you have to understand about soul and your authentic self is That it's less about how other people perceive you and how you are experiencing yourself. That's key. This part right here could be a whole book. It is a big deal. So other people are going to perceive you through their own lens. If you are worried about upholding that, you are in suffering and you're also limiting your potential. You're limiting a lot of things. And you're also abandoning yourself. Forget about them. What I've learned is in your authentic self, in your one-of-a-kind way of magic, you will attract the right people. And of course, there's going to be people that come for a season or a reason, but not forever. You have to trust that you be with your authentic self because your good life, your phenomenal life, your beautiful, lit-up, magic life depends on you making peace with you having an experience of yourself and an experience of life that feels incredibly good. It doesn't matter what other people are feeling and thinking about that. So play with that. I want to leave you with that message. And before I let you go completely, I want to share that the upcoming Bali retreat is happening. And oh my gosh, it's so soon. But I want to tell you, we have some spaces left. And I would love to see women fill these spaces. And that's because I know how special Bali is. Bali has changed my life. 
And going to Bali on a trip is different than going to Bali on a retreat. Coming for this intentional work and doing this work that we're doing together, the meditations, the breath work, I have figured out all of my favorite places, my favorite restaurants I want to take you to, the spa day that I have set up for you, the encounters that we're doing, the adventures we're doing together. It's all woven in to make this beautiful experience of you remembering who you really are, your power, your purpose, your potential, reconnecting to that inner guidance, that trust, that that knowing to live at the pace of your one-of-a-kind unique rhythm and really shine there. This is what this is about. And Bali is one of those places that the entire landscape just supports this so deeply. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to just hug the women that are there and welcome them into our village and kick off our journey. And it is happening so, so soon. So on that note, I want to invite you. If you're someone that has thought about Bali, maybe you thought it was out of reach. Maybe you're like, I don't know if I can travel that far. I've never done something like this on my own. Well, if not now, when? Like if it really calls to you, I want to invite you to play in that energy and meet your miracles halfway. There is a painful option, of course, but there's also an interest-free six-month extended payment plan if that interests you. I am here every step of the way. I've already sent the ladies that are coming a email about what to pack. I've answered some of their questions. We are entering into our private chat thread so that we can connect about our travels and you know you know how women are we like to get together we like to talk about things before we go on trip I wanted that for our ladies so that they can begin to connect and build that relationship with each other before we even land in Bali and that opens up on January 29th and we continue until the 21st so of February so we are together for almost a month like we are together for a beautiful period of time three weeks and it is a really beautiful container. So my friends, if this interests you, if you have any curiosities at all, I want to invite you to reach out. The retreat itself is $3,990. And again, there's painful, but there's also a six-month payment plan. There's even a more extended payment plan if you're interested in it. It's through PayPal or a firm. You just let me know. We can discuss it. But either way, I want to invite you, if this is on your heart, no pressure. You can reach out and ask questions. Reach out, ask us. We're happy to help. The airport code, if you're looking up flights to see what this is like for you, is DPS. But I do want to tell you, I give you all sorts of tips on best planning practices. I give you everything you need to know to make it enjoyable and easy. The women that are going to Bali, um, many of them have booked a hotel near the airport, which is a beautiful beach resort area. And it is really easy. You can stay there. You can land early and integrate, or you can stay after and integrate. But I've got your back. So if this is something you want to do, reach out. We would love to help you. And I would love to share the time and space with you. We have a few spaces. So if it's you, reach on out. And I'm sending you the biggest hug wherever you are. And I want to remind you to remember that you are freaking powerful. You are love. You are light. And you matter. Do not forget it. Remind yourself often. And until next time, stay miracle-minded.